the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, and God bless you for tuning in. This is James Sasso filling in for Pastor Chris in her absence, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Wow, what amazing year we've had in 2016. There's been so much going on, and God has been moving in such interesting ways, both here in America and around the globe. Now, I know many of you are curious about what has been happening in the Philippines, and as you hear this broadcast today, Pastor Christina and her Philippine team are preparing to head back to the United States and San Antonio, where they will be sure to give some much-needed rest and give you a full report of what has been going on over in the Philippines. But today we're going to talk about something different. Today we're going to talk about being kings and priests. And to give you this message, we have last Sunday night's teaching given to us by Bishop Ed Grubb who will go into great detail of what it means to be one. Let's listen in. I read this book that Brother Mike gave me, the name of it some years ago, about Mariah Eder, and I read the whole thing. It was a wonderful book. And more often than not, God would not give her anything about what she's going to preach on while she was in the chair waiting to be introduced, and she wouldn't get nothing until she was walking up to the podium, and then he'd give her a verse, and that was it. One verse. And then, of course, you know, when she speaks that, then it goes on from there. And so that's the way he is. He waits until what we think is the last moment, but he's always on time, never early, never late. So what I felt like he wanted me to speak about was kings and priests. You know, we hear about that a lot, you know, we're a group of kings and priests. So what does that really mean, you know? What's a king and a priest? A priest is someone who intercedes before God for another person, a family, a city, or a nation. And that priest has access to the throne room. And that's where the Shekinah glory or the mercy seat is located. So that's what a priest does. And a king, on the other hand, has the authority to correct what is out of divine order. So you have to do that with love and compassion and mercy in the process of doing that. Okay? So remember that one. So we're just going to do kind of an overview of kings and priests. And in Revelation 1, 5, and 6, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. So we didn't have anything to do with it, but Christ did. He made us that way. Now, of course, we accept the responsibility of that position in the effectiveness of what we do is going to be determined by how we accept the duties, how we accept that assignment, 
and how we carry it out. That makes all the difference in the world. And then in Revelations 5, 9 to 10, Thou hast, and this is important, listen, Thou hast redeemed us unto God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. That means everybody around the world. People whose language you can't even speak. Some people, if you were to meet them, you might reject them outright by what you see in front of you, but that might be his king and his priest. So we have to make sure we pray about things before we say, no, I don't want anything to do with you, you know. That might be his messenger. Because, you know, somewhere I think it says we've entertained angels unawares or, or something to that effect. That can happen any time, and we may not even realize what we've engaged in. And this, then, must be engraved deeply. Engraved, you know, you take a gold or a ring or something, and you create a groove in whatever it is you're working on, in wood or anything else, okay? Engraved deeply upon the heart of every son of God. And that takes me back to Romans 8.14. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And that means men and women both. Children, whoever has a knowledge of God, two, three, four, five-year-old, doesn't matter. It's wherever they are spiritually. This exalts and glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou hast made us. Thou. Important word. Thou hast made us. We can't do anything. We can receive, and we can carry out his instructions, but we don't have anything with becoming a son of God. Then, the unveiling of the sons of God is not the revelation of some people that can do something. No. It is the unveiling of some people that have become something. Not doing something, they've become something. And that's what he's about, transforming us into something new or something that we did not think we could ever become okay god is not concerned about taking us someplace to some far off heaven somewhere he is concerned with making something out of us that which we don't think we can become we can and do if we just listen and pay attention when it seems like the iron is getting the hottest or the work is getting the most challenging that's when it's time to say okay what do you want me to learn you know, because it's a learning situation. And if we knew everything he had planned for us, we'd say, oh, no, I can't do that. So it's best that we don't know. <laughs> we just have to take the next step. So then this is what redemption is all about. It's not a question of where we're going. It's all a matter of what we are becoming. So becoming a king and a priest is a journey not just in the sense of a kingdom but a place at work within your family and you can become the king and priest of yourself so you have to take care of yourself before you can give to someone else if you don't have your act together you can't be much good to someone else because they're going to see right through you if you don't have that all taken care of so God is working not to take us but to make us so you can remember that. He's working not to take us, but to make us. Now, in um, John one twelve, to as many as received him, to them gave he power. He gave them the power now. He didn't make them, but he gave them the power. 
to become the sons of God. He gave them the power to become the sons of God, not he made them the power. So we have to make a decision, which brings to mind uh, the centurion that Jesus met. And when the centurion explained to him his servant had died and everything, and Jesus got ready to go, he said, oh, no, you don't have to go. Just speak the word. He believed at that moment, that instant, and his, his servant was healed. So he became the son of God. He had the opportunity, and he took Christ up on it. John one twelve, I think it went over that. Given the power to become the sons of God, thou hast made us unto our God kings and priests. And Revelation twenty one seven. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. That means we have opportunities to succeed and opportunities to to not overcome what's in front of us. It might be a small thing. It could be a big thing. And it could be not trapped, but we could get redirected into a, a rabbit trail if we're not careful about the things we hear or see, if we're not careful. You know, that would, when we would not overcome the obvious. We are following on to know the Lord and our hearts are set on him. We are not becoming occupied with ourselves, but we are occupied with his purpose in us. And we have to discover what that purpose is. It can be right in front of us, and it can't be what other people are telling us to do. It can't be what other people's ministry is, although that can give us a guide to maybe listening for his voice to know what we need to be doing. And I think that learning what his purpose for us is, I think it's like two sides of a coin. One side is what we get so excited about it causes us to take action. And something we'll get so angry about that moves us to action. And it's usually opposite sides of the same thing. The core issue, the core purpose will stay the same, but both of us will move us in that direction of fulfilling our purpose. These people have I formed for myself, you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. Amen to that. Now, there are about six aspects of becoming a priest. The first one is, when the light of God comes and shines into our heart, we become light. And light fills the space, and of course, darkness is really, you know, I like to think that like this way. It's that um, you can buy a flashlight, produces light, but you can't buy a dark light. So then, what's darkness? Is the absence of light. But then we can imagine all these things with darkness and when the light comes, people that were doing some things can't anymore because the light's there. You know. Number two, oh, these next two or three are really good. Number two, when we feed on the bread of heaven, we become living bread. Mm. How's that manna? The manna of the word. Number three, and this is a good one. When we drink of the water of the spirit, out of our innermost being flows rivers of living water. Out of us to other people. That is rivers, not a river, rivers of living water. Comes out of us, out of our inside. Not from somewhere. It's not up here. Out of inside, deep inside. Number four. When he is made unto us righteousness, we become the righteousness of God. 
when he is made unto us righteousness then we become righteousness of God number five when he has fully saved us we become the salvation of the Lord that was I think Paul that said is that we have to work out our salvation or something like that that means it's an ongoing daily work it just does happen one time and that's it you know we're like there's always something we can improve on <laughs> and when we think we're done then the Holy Spirit will bring up something else oh I got to work on that too yeah okay what do I do and when we start to take off and start changing something we think we know what to do with or uh, anyway you know what I mean it's usually the wrong thing or the wrong way and we have to stop and say okay Lord what's next how do you want me to take care of this okay number six when he reigns upon the throne of our hearts and we have a temple inside of us that represents the tent of meeting that's inside and when he reigns upon the throne of our hearts we become kings and lords with him how many times do we think that uh, he's there but he's not <laughs> especially when you go and take off do something oh I don't want to do that I'm going to do this instead you know so we've got to listen we've got to put him on that throne and then listen to his voice and then be obedient God will have a body through the earth in these days now a people walking in God walking as God terrible as any army with banners whose only purpose is that the father be glorified that's the army of today that the father be glorified in everything that we say and do and when people come in and meet you they'll come in and say well there's something different about and people tell me this you know more than once they say something's different about your office what is it I just love coming here they'll come in sit down talk a bit and then leave so and that's good that's his presence and they'll get blessed and go away thinking about him and I mean sometimes you know I'll get a chance to say something and sometimes most a lot of them I don't have to because his presence is there and that means they're open when they say that okay God is raising up a people formed for himself through whom and we have to be receptive for that he can reveal and manifest himself in all his wonderful fullness we're formed for him and he can reveal himself through us and manifest himself in his always wonderful fullness that we just have to have him on the throne so when he speaks it'll come right out and it'll be him speaking and not us come let us open our hearts wide to him that don't mean a little bit that means the whole deal open the doors come and we gaze upon this glorious ministry and its life flow to all the peoples of the earth not some all of them even the ones that go around bombing and creating ruckus and awful things like that they still need to be loved on too because that will change them quicker than anything in you know it's hard to do that you know but we still have to do that because he loved even the the worst of us in our worst times and to all peoples of the earth let us yield ourselves let me start over with that come let us now open our hearts wide to him come and as we gaze upon this his, this glorious ministry and its life flow to all peoples of the earth let us yield ourselves unto God that he may, he may work his wondrous work in our lives and then that's a witness in of itself
excuse me, bring us into such union with Jesus, our great king priest, after the order of Melchizedek, the high priest of our profession. At that point, then, we become in nature and power his royal priesthood in the earth. We become his royal priesthood. Now, because all the earth is his, God is raising up a kingly priesthood to reign in mighty spirit, power, and authority over the earth. Now, that's where the authority of the king and priest comes in. Sometimes I think we forget that, but not to belittle human dictators or an external government of laws and systems headquartered in Jerusalem or Washington or London, but with an outflow of life and light and love touching God on the one hand and humanity on the other because he flows through us by their priestly ministry bringing the two together that God may indwell men by his spirit and live and rule in them in power and glory then the kingly nature in us is not to dominate over men's lives but to deal and break the power of selfhood rebellion sin and the devil that men may be reconciled to God there comes that ministry of reconciliation again okay this then is a king priest ministry after the order of Melchizedek kings have power and authority priests reconcile in mercy and love and when you have both well what a combination that is you know you know you've been sent there's well some kings of ancient Israel that it seemed like to me were both they kind of acted like a priest but they weren't but you know and the things they did to you know tear down the high places and the poles and everything they were acting their authority as a king but yet that let the power of the spirit of the ministry flow in that country during those times and you know even with uh, Donald Trump for instance a year ago I just knew he was God's man <laughs> he didn't look like it didn't act like it but, you know, enough people were crying and lamenting and wanting change. Well, it's like, look at all those people running. He's the only one, to me, that had intestinal fortitude or the, the guts or what you want to call it to do what needs to be done. And as long as he listens to God and does what he says, he'll be successful. And everything he touches is going to work, you know. So he needs our prayers and everything, and including all the, the senators and the um, House of Representatives as well. Okay. But once the reconciliation has taken place and Christ is enthroned, we deliver men up to God, even the Father, that God may be all in all. And that's the principle of the kingdom of God. So we rule only to subdue men to God. Then God rules in them. We don't uh, rule on people's lives, but we can get them to the Lord and he'll take care of them after that. He first rules through us that he may finally rule in them. Say, we have to change and be pliable and be his love and have those rivers of living water and love people who aren't very nice and then he can rule in their lives. The manifestation of the sons of God for which all creation is in travail is nothing more or nothing less than the full manifestations of God's fully developed and empowered 
government of king priests after the order of Melchizedek. Okay, throughout the age that we're in now, throughout the age now ending, the Holy Spirit has been forming, preparing, and equipping the body. This has been going on for years, and we've been changing the leadership. Like Pastor Chris has said, you have the well-known people in the ministry are a lot of them are not there anymore you've got new people out that you've never heard of you know who are preaching the gospel and they're doing his work not only here but everywhere in the philippines and russia and all these other countries quietly and without a lot of fanfare in the new age now upon us that body of believers then has been given power and authority over all nations and all things the new group of people who are ministering in God's anointing. In the ages yet to come, the kingdom shall be expanded from realm to realm, from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high, for the increase of the government and peace there shall be no end. So it's an ongoing process. It's just not going to happen all at once. And a lot of changes take place that we're not even aware of, you know, from one end of this world around to the other. And thank God for his mercy and thank him for his spirit and thank for his anointing to those who are standing up and making the difference and we may not be involved in ministry as such and maybe go on mission trips but nevertheless people who do go need people at the home base for financial support for prayer and to you know keep the work going here while they're off while we're supporting them in the, those far away places okay so uh, thank you for listening listen to what the spirit says be obedient but before you take off and do what you think you know is right, stop and ask what's next. <laughs> you know, ask first and then go act. But don't act first and say, oh, what happened? Because we'll do that, you know. Thank you. Wow. Now, wasn't that powerful? We really need to look more into what it means to be a king and priest, as it is something that needs to be prevalent in our life on a regular basis. Because it is through that knowledge and understanding where we can truly gauge who we are in Christ and really take hold and focus on God's plan for our lives. Let me pray with you. Father God, I thank you for this time that we've had today to really understand what it means to be a king and priest. I thank you that this will resonate with us and with everyone who is listening that they would be able to fully understand and take hold of your calling on their lives, that we will truly know what it is to be a king and priest in you. I come against any sickness and disease. Your body is whole in the name of Jesus, and take hold of your healing in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for all that you have done throughout this year. And that you help us as we continue to transition into the new year. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Call us at 210-695-1630. And be sure to check out our Sunday and Wednesday services at 8419 Callahan Road, San Antonio, Texas, 78230. Our service times are 7 p.m. on Wednesday and at 10.30 a.m and 7 p.m. on Sunday. Also, don't forget to register for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints this December 31st. This is going to be an amazing event, and you do not want to miss out.
This year, it will be taking place at the Hilton Garden Inn at the Rim, located at 5730 Rim Pass, San Antonio, Texas, 78257. You can register online. This event begins at 6.30 and costs $60 to attend, which will include your meal. You do not want to miss this event. For more information and registration, go to SOGMI.org or call us at 210-695-1630 and tell us you want to register for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.